Now I'm going to read the second page of the David Chang article, and I hope you enjoy the first one. Mr. Meehan, who is now editor at Lucky Peach, Mr. Chang's food general, met the Montreal chef shortly after, while working on a travel story about the city. On one of his first visits to Joe Beef, he said, he woke up after a particularly intoxicated night and found himself lying in the middle of the restaurant, wrapped in a Pendleton blanket with Mr. Moran sitting just a few feet from him. I went, oh my gosh, Fred, fell asleep in your restaurant, and Fred said, it's okay, Peter, you can just a restaurant by the way it treats drunks. Mr. Moran laughed, people were taking selfies with you, like weekend at Bernie's. The Joe B. Chef's head were having second thoughts about Terrier, especially because they made headlines recently for pulling out of the Matt Symposium in Copenhagen because it was to protest how celebrity obsessed food has become. Though he admits now that those comments were made after a few too many drinks, Mr. McMillan said the general sentiment still stands. Honestly, coming here for Terrier was an error on my part, he said. It's nothing against Terrier specifically, he said. Fred and I just have nothing to say to advance popular thought about anything. Mr. Morin chimed in to know that people pay vast amounts of money, tickets cost $229 each. We just don't think we're worth that. I don't think anybody is. This Mr. Chang is more positive. He is the keynote speaker and plans on speaking about Toronto's food scene, which he finds himself equally enamored and frustrated by. He loves the city's ethnic diversity, but doesn't understand why it's yet to, to produce any truly world-class restaurants. Not trying to piss people off, but why is it not elevated to the level where people should be awe in awe of Toronto dining, he said, comparing it to the Toronto Maple Leafs and noting all the resources both have, including money, infrastructure, and talent. Mr. Mina cut him off in the quintessential great Toronto restaurant. That's always been an enigma. No kid here has ever been proud enough to say, I'm going to open a restaurant, do appetizer, main course, dessert, the food of Ontario, the end, he said. It's always a guy who wants to be a little Nordic. It's always a guy who wants to be a little Spanish. Partway through Dim Sum, Miss Henderson, the chef at Rochelle Canteen in, U in the UK, arrived late after another luncheon. She and Mr. Chang met through her husband, Fergus Henderson, who founded the influential St. John restaurant in the UK, and who Mr. Chang refers to as one of his uncles. When asked about her recent buzzed about speech about the difference between male and female chefs and why more celebrated chefs aren't women, Miss Henderson demurred. Massive generalizations, she said, laughing and rolling her eyes. I just think overall, women cook in a more relaxed, gentle way, but so do a lot of men, she said. But with men, there's a lot of tweezers, fiddly, fiddly food going on. It's quite macho. Cooking at the moment, right now, is very macho. Men are stupid, basically, Mr. Chang said. It's because you guys want to get laid, said Mr. Moran. They're acting like teenagers, making flower bouquets, trying to get, trying to be impressive to make a large statement to get a sexual, to get to a sexual goal. It's like buying pointy leather polka dot shoes. Later, Mr. Rand laments the loss of off-color jokes in the kitchen. It's a white-collar profession now, Mr. Chang, nodding his head. It's true, said Mr. Marin. People talking about jazz music now, they listen to NPR, 